0: Hey everybody, welcome back to The Bandit Show. Uh, Back after another crazy week in the NFL. We had a lot of um, upsets, a lot of things that people didn't predict. Um, And this is the 20th episode of The Bandit Show. Now, uh, we're going to settle into a rhythm over the next few weeks and I'm going to start the episode the same way that I started last week with my top 10 teams in the NFL. I'm going to start with number 10. I I have to put my Dolphins in there. Um, I have put them at the number 10 spot. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. Um, showing lots of signs of promise, they show they're currently sat in a playoff spot. Um, Tua had a great game against Kyler in Arizona. Uh, looked very poised. Uh, other than an almost interception um, on the sideline, which was overturned, that was um, was his only big mistake of the day. He had a really good game. Looked like the quarterback that came out of Alabama and the reason that he was drafted fifth overall. Then we move one spot up, and I've got the Packers who have dropped down a spot, even though they won this week. I've moved the Packers down a spot because I don't think I still I don't see them as this this team yet that they're supposed to be um, after the embarrassing loss, of the box uh, that I'm going to say embarrassing loss to the Vikings to go out and they beat up a broken 49ers team. At this point, their injured reserve list is like three pages long. They, <clears throat> uh, Even the Packers knew this. They do come out afterwards and say that this isn't the same team that they played last year. Um, they're not going to take too much pride in it, but I want to see Aaron Rodgers keep progressing and maybe beat a good team in the next few weeks, and I might. Uh, the Packers are one that I feel like we could definitely move back up very easily. Uh, I'm going to move on to number eight. Number eight is the Seattle Seahawks, who I've moved down four places from last week. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks had a bad loss against Buffalo. The defence really isn't there. Um, I've got more to say on the Seattle Bills game where Russell Wilson had a bad game running for his life. He got hit 11 times. Then I have, at number seven, I have the Buffalo Bills staying in exactly the same place they were last time. Um, didn't see any much improvement. Don't see much downgrade. Um, they just... I'm, I'm not sold on the Bills just because they've had those weeks where they've looked a bit bad. They've not seemed to keep a consistent form, and I think you need, you need to keep a straight line throughout the entire NFL season. And then moving down a place, even though they won, I have the t- Tennessee Titans. They beat the Bears, but the Bears played bad, like usual, I suppose. Um, the Titans are still in a playoff spot; the number one in the in the division. I think they'll make the playoffs, but they need to return to that form, were uh, who they were when they went to play. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers a few weeks ago and they probably should have beat the Steelers a few weeks ago um, then I'm going to move on to number 5 moving up 4 places from last week I have the New Orleans Saints after a massive win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, the Saints just dominated them they knew I think they went in with a great game plan they knew they were underdogs in that game and they showed everyone uh, why they are probably they're probably going to win the NFC South. They're in a great place. They've got two wins over the box now. Um, you know, so the Saints have moved up to my number five slot. And I have the Ravens at number four. The Ravens have moved up two slots from last week. Um, after Lamar looked good in the second half, he was I think it was the second half of the fourth quarter. He was ten for ten on passes. Um, the defense stepped up this week. It was always going to be a low scoring affair because the Colts have a good defence. the Colts need a new QB. I think that's the way we should look at this now, because Philip Rivers turns the ball over too many times. <clears throat> if he doesn't turn the ball over, I think they, they win that game, although they did have turnovers. A turnover which made was made by the running back the fumble, which then led to Philip Rivers making that amazing tackle attempt on the return. And at number three, I have the Bucks moving down a slot after an embarrassing loss to the Saints. Now, I know the Saints are lower. The team that beat them is lower. Um, the Saints are on the up, though. Maybe they'll um, they'll move up again next week. We'll see. I still think the Bucks have been... They've had some bad losses, but some really good wins. Again, a bit up and down. Um, that's why I was comfortable moving them down I wasn't comfortable moving them past the Ravens I think the Ravens still need a better passing attack I think the Saints do some work I think it was just a really off week for Tampa Bay at number two I have the Pittsburgh Steelers the only undefeated team left in the NFL who moved to 8-0 after a weird win against the Cowboys I think a lot of um, a lot of some people predicted that the Steelers would look a bit like this just after a really emotional game with the Ravens. Um, I don't think at any point this season the the Steelers will be my number one team in the NFL just because the Steelers, even though they're undefeated and their defence is great, they're allowing teams to stick around for too long. They let the Cowboys stick around until late in the fourth quarter. That never should have happened. They let the Ravens stick around till one play in the game. They let the Titans stick around until one play in the game. This at some point in the season, maybe it's even the playoffs. This is going to come back to bite them, and there's going to be a team that they just can't stop in that position. You know, maybe it comes down to the Chiefs in the playoffs, and they just can't stop them. So. um at number one, I have the Kansas City Chiefs putting up another great performance. So they were stopped in the run game, but they Patrick Mahomes still managed to put up four touchdowns and work his way dead center into the MVP conversation this week, as he has 25 touchdowns and one interception on the season—the only QB in NFL history to do so. So that is my top 10. Just to quickly go over: 10 the Dolphins, nine the Packers. Eight, the Seattle Seahawks. Seven, the Buffalo Bills. Six, the Tennessee Titans. Number five, the New Orleans Saints. Number four, Baltimore Ravens. Number three, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number two, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. <coughs> and um, I'm bringing back um, the coaches' hot seat um, after this week, um, even though the Jets performed admirably um, against a bad Patriots team, which still feels odd to say. Um, I think Adam, Adam Gage needs to go. I, uh, I feel like they're holding on to him until the end of the season for some odd reason. And as soon as the season ends, they'll probably fire him, fire the GM, get a new, well, probably not the GM, they'll fire the head coach, get a new head coach in, build a new system that works next year when they probably draft Trevor Lawrence, even though last week I said, you probably shouldn't, I do like Sam Darnold. Um, and I've got Doug Marone back and I'm keeping it at the same place that I had last time. He's at an eight, an eight on the scale. So coach's hot seat works at 10. I think they should be fired immediately. Number one, they're probably safe from the job. Uh, Doug Marone, Jacksonville Jaguars. They, are, they played the Texans who have a horrible D and they're still dealing with the aftermath of the Bill O'Brien coaching era and Doug Marone couldn't get the win. Um, probably puts them in a great position to get Justin Fields. They had a rookie QB on the field who did show a bit. Um, maybe when they sh- we'll see how he plays against some other teams because maybe they don't need to draft the quarterback and they could probably move that pick about and get some um, get some different players. Maybe get some wide receivers, get some linebackers that that sort of stuff. Um, and try the best to rebuild throughout the draft. They do have one of the top four salary cap spaces for next year's off-season. And a new addition to the coach's hot seat for this week, I have Anthony, Anthony Lynn with the Los Angeles Chargers, who every single week find a new way to win this week. It once again came down to the Last second of the game, like it did against the Broncos. However, this time the Chargers were in possession of the ball. Um, and after multiple reviews, they um, called a last second touchdown incomplete. Uh, after watching the footage, it is an incomplete pass. Uh, great defensive play by the Raiders. Um, Anthony Lynn. Now, I've put him at a four. Um, I think injuries are hindering his defense. But he's gotta start turning some of these Justin Herbert performances into wins. They've gotta they've gotta make stops like this the the whole bend but don't break mentality on the defense. Like you can be bad in the pass, you can be average in the passing game, average in the running game. As long as you're not letting in the touchdowns, you know, every now and then you're stopping for a field goal and then you stop in for a punt. It's You've got to sort of balance it. They can't go and score a touchdown every game. Um, Justin Herbert has a massive army. He can probably win a shootout. But um, this is where shootouts become a problem because they're losing more shootouts than they're winning. And um, the last person on the coach's hot seat, I've got Mike McCarthy, who clearly just seems to be the wrong person in Dallas. I know he's lost Dak Prescott, and Dak Prescott was having an amazing season at the start, but they were still they still weren't winning. They've got a terrible defense. Mike McCarthy does not look like the right guy to read a uh, rebuild the Dallas Cowboys over the next few years. Um, so this is this is it. I think I've got Mike McCarthy at an eight on my scale, same as Doug Marrone. He needs going. But they'll probably hold on to him until the end of the season, <clears throat> and I'm I'm not so sure that he needs firing this second. You can be can probably stick this season out and then look in the off season, try and go and get one of those good young coaches in college football. And um, after that, we can move on to our uh, bigger topics this week. So um, my first topic is obviously whatever the hell happened in Tampa Bay on Sunday night football. Uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a lot of people's pick for the Super Bowl before this week just lost thirty eight to three against the New Orleans Saints. first time Tom Brady has been swept by a division rival in his career um, The real question is, are the Bucks a real team anymore? because this isn't the first time this has happened. they lost back to the birds. They lost. They've lost badly to the Saints, and they lost badly to the Saints at the start of the year. How sure are we on this? Now, a lot of people predicted them in a nine and seventeen, and maybe they'll get a playoff berth. And I think they can probably win a playoff game. Um, but whether whether they win a Super Bowl, obviously Tom Brady has a two year contract, and next year this is when the team is probably going to. Build a chemistry because obviously at the minute it's just a the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on offense especially are a mismatch of different pieces. You've got Leonard Fournette, I know they have they have Shane McCoy. they have uh, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, now Antonio Brown. Um, Tom Brady was handed the worst loss of his career. Uh, He threw three interceptions. They kicked a field goal to get the zero off the board at the end of the game. That's gotta not. I think this game, this game, and the Burs game, and they almost lost to the jet to the Giants. But the Giant, I do agree, the Giants are getting better every week. Um, if you have those games, up, I think Tom Brady has to be out of running, out of the running for MVP. I don't think there's much of a way. He can work his way back into this now. Um, that's just it. I think I'd write him out of it, um, especially considering you've got so obviously your top three candidates would be Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and now Patrick Mahomes. I mean, another Patrick Mahomes year, I suppose is the only way you can describe it. Well, yeah, the questions now start have to be asking about the books. We are, we've asked the questions about the Ravens, you know consistently like can Lamar win the big game um i know he's the GOAT but we have to start asking those questions about Tom Brady in the box. it's just reality we can't just let it sit back we can't just sit back and let it happen and expect I expect that it will pick itself up um now i'm going to move on to the Seattle and Buffalo game obviously Seattle Lost 44-34, I think it was, Still so put up a lot of points. Russell Wilson had four turnovers in the game, uh, two interceptions, two fumbles. I think after this game, leaves the MVP race wide open. He probably did have a lead in it before this game. and in uh, One bad game. He does play a couple of bad teams in the next coming weeks, so he may be able to get his season back on track. Um, he is currently still on pace to beat the passing touchdown record by one. But the one thing I can't get over is what I've been saying for weeks is that this defense is complete garbage. They, be, they give up the same amount of passing yards per play as, um, it, yeah, passing yards per play. They give up the same amount of passing yards as the Jets per play. And we all know how bad the Jets are. So, you know, let's not rally around this team and just like I said a few weeks ago, the Seattle Seahawks are just the 2019 Green Bay Packers. And this game against the Bills, I said this was might have been a game where it, it is like that San Francisco game for the Packers last year where people stopped buying into the Seattle Seahawks as this Super Bowl team. And I think, if, I think a fair comparison for the Seahawks this year is, for one, the 2019 Packers. They're going to win... Close games, they're going to win some shootouts. They have a iffy D. Um, they're going to beat up on bad teams, lose close to good teams. And when they get to the playoffs, they're probably going to come up against a team such as the Bucks, maybe such as the Saints, and they're going to get exposed completely. <laughs> is exactly how I think this is. Um, This is a tough test this week for the Seahawks as they go and play the Rams, who will be looking to bounce back on their season after having a bye week. Um, So this is it. I I can't help but think that I was right in a sense that the Seahawks are the same team that the Packers were last year. And do you know what's even crazier? A lot of people thought that the Seahawks D was good in week one. They played against the Falcons week one and a lot of people thought that the Seattle D was good. Uh, Jamal Adams making blitzes and they kind of had a really good game against them. And Do you remember last season, the homo, the opening game of the season was for the Packers against the Bears when everyone thought that Packers D was really good. And at the end of the year, they just weren't, top level that they needed to be. Now The Packers' deep wasn't anywhere near bad last year, but it was a bit a bit shaky in parts and that's probably where, especially against the run game and as you can see the Packers are bad against the run game this year as well. Um, I'd expect a few bad years of defence in Seattle unless they can build on something somehow. And the other side of this is this does not make the Seattle's, the Buffalo Bills sorry, a Super Bowl contender because they beat up on the Seahawks. But again, the Seahawks' D is absolutely terrible. The record doesn't show you how bad their D is. You have to look at the stats to show how bad they are. So don't buy into Buffalo too much for this game. Let's watch how Buffalo play for a few weeks and then reassess Buffalo. Don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. I think they'll win a home playoff game against someone. We'll just have to see how it works out. Now, um, this is the point of the show I'm going to go through. um, My offensive player of the week, my offensive player of the week for this week was Dalvin Cook. Um, 206 rushing yards and two touchdowns, which, so through two weeks, he has six touchdowns from scrimmage. Um, did he also receive a touchdown this week he may have done um, defensive player of the week uh, I do try and pick lesser known players but I've gone Marcus Peters this week from the Ravens for a forced fumble and an interception and once again lucky bastard of the week for the second week running is Paul Bennett because of that Delvin Cup trade from Chris which um, came back to bite him this week and Going into the last lot of games, Paul Bennett had a 100-point lead in his fantasy game. Now, um, this has been recorded on the Tuesday. Tuesday. i stayed up last night. I watched as much of the Patriots game as I could, um, and a lot of people are now saying, "Seeing a lot of reports like going around, oh, Cam Newton's back! Cam Newton's back!" Um, can't, the Patriots can make the playoffs. I mean, statistically, the Patriots can make the playoffs. If you look at other teams losing and they have to keep winning. I mean, but I, think this is, I think this is it. After last night, the Patriots are done. The Patriots have written off their season. They're not tanking. They're just going to play out the rest of their season and try and rebuild through the draft. And for anyone who's saying Cam Newton's back, Cam Newton this year has thrown two passing touchdowns and seven interceptions. Not the quarterback that I want. You know, I get it, he has bad receivers. He has the set he has the same set of receivers that Tom Brady had last year. And Tom Brady, I think Tom Brady didn't put up. Tom Brady definitely didn't put up two passing touchdowns. You know. Um, and this is the thing: this Patriots team only just beat the Jets, and the Jets were making Big plays the Jets shot themselves in the foot at the end of the game. And if they hadn't thrown an interception in the fourth, which allowed the Patriots to get the score that tied it up at 27, you know, would we be talking about the Jets' first win of the season and how different the draft picks look? I know that I probably would be talking about how different the draft picks look. Um, but rather than that, we're talking about how the Patriots' season. Can now it can now just be written off. um, Any Patriots fan, you've got to just sit back, enjoy some games, a lot of you know, console yourself with a lot of other NFL fans who've been in your position for quite a few years. You know, you can you know, you're not making the playoffs. Just enjoy week by week football and see if you can win any of those games. Now, on the opposite side of this game. The Jets are 0-9. <laughs> Unless the Jets win a game, and I think last night might have been the most winnable game for the Jets as the rest of the season. You know, then that's it. I think the Jets are going 0-16, which means the Jags get the second overall pick. And the Jets get first overall pick and get Trevor Lawrence, I think. Sam Darnold's time in New York is done. I I mean I, I would keep him. I think he's a good quarterback who still has a lot of potential in him. But I think this is this is it, especially after last night, when you get the sense that Joe Flacco went in and worked the offense better than Sam Donald had been working this offense. It is a terrible offense. Um he worked it better, he scored more points, then you get the sense of right, okay, so Darnold's done. Darnold's done that. And last week all this stuff coming out from the Jets GM saying, Oh, Darnold's our future, everyone sort of knew it was it was a bit of a lie. He's their future for the next six games, is what they mean. So um this is where it becomes interesting. So last last week I did um, teams that should draft Trevor Lawrence. This week I'm going to talk about teams that should pick up Sam Darnold. Um, and I'm going to start with the team they've just played against, the Patriots. If I was the Patriot, I would take a chance on Sam Darnold. I don't think the Patriots are bad enough to get a first or second pick. They probably have enough draft picks to maybe trade up. But if you was Jacksonville, if I was Jacksonville, I wouldn't move out of that spot. Go get Justin Fields. And if I was the Jets, I definitely wouldn't move out of that spot. Unless you was actually set on keeping Sam Darnold. But the Patriots, so Sam Darnold is athletic. At least we know what he can do. He makes one Patrick Mahomes level throw per game. Um, that run against the Broncos a few weeks ago still is absolutely amazing, scrambling out, almost getting sacked, getting the full, getting the touchdown. I think it was a 50-yard touchdown. Um, he shows that he has that special in him and with the right coaching, Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels. And Belichick's been acquiring draft picks. He may look for some outside help this time and try and draft, you know, try and draft some wide receivers. Maybe that's why he's you know getting high. He wants a Jamar Chase, someone some of these guys that are coming out of college, uh the wide receivers that worked with Tua, that worked with Joe Burrow, um, you know, Justin Herbert, these these guys from Clemson, LSU, Oregon, Florida, uh, you know, these guys that are really good. Um he's he's very intelligent for a quarterback he knows what he's doing Um, and I think he fits a Bill Belichick system really well if Tom Brady was more athletic no not saying he's better than Tom Brady if Tom Brady was more athletic, more versatile running about um, Sam Darnold would probably be the finish would probably be that product not saying he's going to have the same career not saying he's going to be as good put up as many touchdowns, as many passing yards none of that, Tom Brady's still the goal um, but with the right coaching, he could definitely move into that system and pick up where Tom Brady left off. You know, uh, the defence, a lot of their defence, they had eight opt-outs. I think the seven were on defence. A lot of those guys are going to be coming back this next season. If he can draft the offence, well, who knows, this could be a three-way race for the AFC East next year between the Patriots, the Dolphins and the Bills. Um, another team I have in here is Detroit don't really think Detroit are going to be in that market, I think they'll like Matt Safford I'm not too sure on it, I think Matt Patricia would have to leave um, because he's a defensive coach and it's his defence that's letting the team down at the minute, their offence doesn't seem to have too much of a problem especially when Kenny Galladay is playing they could do with a running back um, obviously, this is what uh, DeAndre Swift is supposed to become. Um, mm, there's just a few building things that need building on for the Lions. It's mostly defence. I don't think they're going to be in that market, but they could take that chance. And maybe they could help him maybe even sit for a few games, You know, learn under Matt Stafford, someone who's been around the league for a while, and then take his chance when he gets it. Another team that could be in this conversation is Washington. I don't think Washington's going to get one of these number one or two picks. Uh, yeah, don't think they're going to get this number one or this number two pick overall. Um, so they're going to have to look in other places. Maybe they go and get a QB that isn't in that top two conversation and try and work him into something great. But I'd say your best chance probably to look within the NFL there might be guys such as maybe even Cam Newton reuniting with Ron Rivera, um, you know, but people like Sam Darnold who are going to be coming out of New York probably. Uh, Washington's got a good defensive coach, a good defensive front. Um, you know, he's going to have Alex Smith on the sideline, someone who's been around the league a long time, has played in a couple of different systems, played for a few winning teams, knows what to do can help teach Sam Darnold some stuff. Um, for, all, for all the evidence we have, he's a great mentor. He was the mentor to Patrick Mahomes. Now obviously Patrick Mahomes was wildly talented before Alex Smith got hold of him, but maybe that advice is something that can help Sam Darnold improve in certain areas and make, was- make Washington a better team next year. The next few teams are the teams that I think are the best fits for Sam Darnold. I think the Patriots, Detroit, Washington are going to be in the conversation. Now, the teams that I think, could, are good, if they get him, it makes their team a lot better. Um, and the first one, I have the Colts. Now, I think the Colts might be my number one in all of this. The Colts. the Colts have a good defence, could probably do with a wide receiver in the draft, a good young goal line, some running backs that can work. What's the big problem? It's quarterback and it's Philip Rivers. If Andrew Luck had a stayed with the Colts, they'd be a playoff team right now. Guess what? He didn't. They've been looking for a quarterback ever since. If they get Sam Darnold, I think they're instantly back to being that playoff team. That can win games. And they've been winning games with Philip Rivers. So someone who's more talented than Philip Rivers could go a long way. And then I've got Chicago. Now Chicago have have had a good enough defence. You know, it's been shown in previous years that they know what they're doing on the defensive side. Um I don't I think Matt Nagy is a good offensive coach. He's struggling in a situation where he doesn't have a wide receiver too. He doesn't have a quarterback. He has Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. Nick Foles has always been a backup QB in his life. You know, he's, he's in a bad situation and I hope they give him another year there. And I hope that maybe if they do go out and get Sam Darnold, it might fix a lot of their problems. You know, he'll have something to work with. And think of the talent that he'll be around in... The NFC North, you know, he's going to be around Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford. And, yeah, they're playing against each other, but it's always good to have, like, a measuring stick. You know, what was the measuring stick in the AFC East? It was Tom Brady. You know, it's a measuring stick you're never going to reach. Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, they are, if you work hard enough, they are achievable goals. You know, you can definitely go and... Even if it's, you know, after games, you know, just getting the words out. you um, can always speak to other people who've played in Chicago, and I think he will have a better career in Chicago than he definitely would if he stayed in New York or if he went to Patriots, Washington or Detroit. Now, my next two are probably my most interesting, I'd say. I've got the San Francisco 49ers. Now. No. I love I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he is a good enough QB to win a Super Bowl. He was definitely a good enough QB to get to a Super Bowl. He was, you know, good enough in New England. Um he was the Tom Brady wanted him gone, so clearly everyone knows he's good. The problem is that he's injured too much. I think Carl Shannon has lost faith in him. Now this is where the Sam Darnold trade could pick up. Sam Darnold goes, now this is another one. I think it's the best fit with the Colts because of the culture, coaches. I think everything fits with him. But San Francisco goes back to California. You know, he was in college in California. He goes down to San Francisco. He takes over that offense who are going to have good running backs next year. The defense is going to be back to full health next year going to have the wide receivers back next year. Not only they could, if they could build something around him, I think you know San Francisco dominance could continue for a while. And some people might think, oh, well, that's me saying that it's the best fit. I honestly think that the Colts is the best fit. Because I think the Colts are ready now, um, with a lot of inexpensive pieces. Whereas in a few years, you know, Nick Bosa is going to be expensive. Richard Sherman's contract's probably going to come up. That's going to be expensive. You know, Debo Samuel, when he gets his contract, that's going to be expensive. Uh, Raheem Mostert, that's going to be expensive. It's probably a core that you can only keep together for a small amount of time. And New Orleans, um, because I think a lot of people have acknowledged, especially before the season, though, we don't know at this point, that this could be Drew Brees' last year. Now, whether he wants to retire in front of fans um, next year or whether he wants this to be his last year is still yet to be seen. But the New Orleans Saints, in a system with Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, the defence is the bit that needs work if they could trade to get Sam Darnold. Move him into the system. Um, adds a bit more athleticism to the position, something that Drew Brees doesn't have. Someone who's a bit taller. You now, this is another great fit. I know they have Jameis Winston on the bench. But I'm not sure how much of an option he is for the future. Um, Sam Darnold could definitely go in and probably take over that um, offence from day one. And um, that's it. Um, a few things that I do want to say just pop on the end uh, there's obviously a, there's an audio version of this available on Spotify um, and the Wigan Bandits have after the first week reached the fundraising goal of £100 on for Movember um, if you are wanting to take part in Movember yourself uh, the link will be in the description if you are wanting to donate to the Wigan Bandits the link will be in the description Uh, Make sure to follow us on Facebook for when these videos get posted live and um, to keep up with all the fantasy updates in the Wigan Bandits Fantasy League. Thank you everyone for watching. See ya. Hey everyone, thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the video, please remember to like and subscribe for more content from us and check out all of our social media links down in the description, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Remember to watch all the other content on The Bandits Show and... See you next time.